Miller. Welcome to Tiger Turf Talk. We're excited to be partnering with the Toro Company to kick off an all-new summer series focused on their upcoming Grounds Leadership Academy happening in June. Over the next 10 weeks, we will be releasing podcasts following Drew's road trip to Minneapolis and back, where he will be meeting with grounds professionals across the country. Please join us as we talk about their careers, the properties they manage, and their favorite Toro equipment. This episode of Tiger Turf Talk is brought to you by The Toro Company. For over 100 years, The Toro Company has been a leader in innovative solutions for turf maintenance. Through a strong network of professional distributors, Toro proudly offers a wide range of commercial-grade equipment. Visit Toro.com to explore their full lineup of products. All right, welcome back to the Toro Leadership Toro Grounds Leadership Podcast Tour. We're here with Mr. Tanner Kaufman, the Director of Sports Field Management uh, for Dick Sporting Goods Park and home of the Colorado Rapids. How are you doing today, bud? It's been great getting to know you. Obviously, we have you on here to talk about the event and your experience. So how are you doing? How's everything going? Uh, everything's going pretty good, Drew. Uh, thanks for having me on, first off. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the the event was a crazy one. Uh, I've, I've, it was it was <laughs> good. It was good meeting, out, right? Not not at all. Uh, I think we we discussed it before. You know, I saw that itinerary. I was like, oh, we're actually learning stuff. Okay, this is <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be good. My day is packed from sun up to midnight. So yeah, uh, no, it was it was great. No, for sure. I thought and I thought the schedule. It was funny. You looked at it. You kind of felt overwhelmed. What was sort of your take on the days, what they had planned, uh, and really just the overall event when it comes to like how you felt in the moment being there? Yeah. So the the feel of it was actually pretty pretty crazy because I knew this was the first time that Toro has done this specific event, but it seemed like they've been doing it for thirty years. Uh, the flow. The flow was fantastic. Uh, every time I felt like I needed, you know, more networking instead of education, it, it happened without ever saying yeah, anything. Yeah. When I when I was hungry, I got fed. When I needed a break, I got a break. Like, yeah. they, you know, these people know what they're doing, and and that shows. So with with having something so structured and so detailed, and it's technically their first event of this kind, but. Yeah. You would never know it. Uh, so, so props to them uh, for for being able to do all of that. Absolutely. What I found really cool was the fact that again we had obviously there was a a core in leadership when it came to the actual talks and everything, which I really didn't see too often. You know, when you're talking about conferences like SFMA and whatnot, they have all these things that they're trying to get across with technology and other things they really brought all of those things into one category and focusing it on leadership what did you take away from you know the panels obviously i was on some of the panels but what was your sort of takeaway from having those conversations and could you sort of give everyone an idea of like again what those discussions were like the interactions were like with the other professionals from again across really the entire continent and, you know, over and across different levels from LS, NFL, uh, Parks and Rec. What was sort of your experience with all of that? Yeah. Uh, I think my biggest takeaway, honestly, um, I view myself as someone who is pretty well versed in leadership. Um, I, I was highly involved in 4-H and FFA growing up. Um, I was always, you know, 
I, lacrosse team captain, marching band president, anything that I was involved in, I needed to be some form of officer or leader. And I've done leadership trainings all over the country with different groups. Um, and so I, I guess my, my, one of my biggest takeaways from this event was understanding that there is no natural leader. I don't like that term natural leader because you mean the best of the best in leadership and they tell you, oh, I've studied this. I practiced this. <laughs> you know, I, you know, they've been working on this for decades. And then people just kind of undercut them and be like, oh, well, that guy's the natural leader. It's like, no, I, I worked hard for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, like, as a sports guy, as, you know, pretty much everybody there, uh, if you're an athlete, you need to practice. You know, practice makes you better in whatever sport you're in. Um but another thing that makes you better um, or realizing that you need to be better is playing up a level um, or playing up a older age group if you're one of the younger guys. And so me going to this event, you know, I kind of walked in there like, oh, this is going to be fun. I've done 40 of these before. Yeah. And then I get there and I, you know, I speak with people like you, Ryan Moy, Travis Hogan, um, Jeff McManus. And I'm just like, okay. I'm playing up a league. Like I'm, this is, I'm the minor league boy playing with the big leagues. Uh, so it was, it was nice being able to almost get refreshed in a, Hey, being a good leader is a continuous flow that you always need to be chasing. You always need to be practicing. Um, and we didn't discuss that specifically as part of the conference, but it was just these panels were kind of what makes you think. Um, because it was, everybody was involved. Everybody was saying something. Um, it wasn't like you just have a keynote speaker up there. He talks for 45 minutes and then, okay, cool. I learned something. It was discussion. That was true discussion. And it's very hard to get that these days. Um, and the discussion is really so true. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't know if that was like planned or anything, but I knew when I, so we, I had talked to a bunch of the panelists before we started. I was like, we really want to like get people involved. Like we can talk all the live long day. And there's some great stories from, you know, Travis's pre-germ trials to, you know, me and my kids, like having that interaction. And it wasn't just like at the end, that was the big thing. Like that, that was, it's always usually just the end. <clears throat> panelists are supposed to talk with each other. And then you guys get to talk. It was a, from the get-go, like, Ryan was phenomenal at it. He was asking you questions, asking other people questions, like, well, what do you think about that? I just think, like you said, there was so much that lent to things getting accomplished that weren't on sort of maybe their radar of getting accomplished, whether that was the conversation that people wanted to have. Like, we got into FIFA stuff because the guys from Toronto, all the Parks and Rec have to get practice fields ready for uh you know toronto fc and all that like there are so many things that happen because of those conversations so i was you've kind of answered this already but from the panel Uh, like from the panels itself like specifically what do you think the best part about those panels were and if there's anything that you think we could like they could add what would be those things when it comes to sort of the education piece behind it all yeah um i i thought the panels were just a great idea from the get-go uh, and I think it was, uh, Dr. Chase straw. He was like, you know, he does speaking engagements all over the country all the time. But I think he said that he hasn't actually done a panel until this event. 
Um, and I think, I think the glory of that is if, if you are the speaker and you go up in front of this group, you're kind of hoping that you have the right material, hoping that your audience is at the same level that you think they're at. Um, and if you get going and you're way off track, maybe you're speaking over their heads or you're speaking way beneath them. You'll never know that because you don't have that audience participation. So having these panel discussions, every little topic with the audience involvement, with Toro's involvement, with, with the panelists themselves, we could take it as deep as we wanted to, or as broad as we wanted to, um, based off of, you know, what we were saying in this discussion. Um, so now I'm looking at like, man, we need to do more panels, uh, SFMA conferences or my local chapter here in Colorado, like, man, these, these panels are, are fantastic uh, because you can really almost kind of dial in and nail where that conversation goes in live time, which is great. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah. Now, obviously you know, grounds leadership uh, Academy was the focus again on that leadership. What were you able to take away from the event to bring back to where you are now? Uh, in a space again that you know we Hugh and I always talk about how chaotic you know your work is and how every 700 games in 10 days like people are don't know that number usually like what were you able to take from that time there you know because again it's so hard to get away what was it that made it worth it going to this grounds academy here at Toro uh I mean I could give you 10 different things um I, what, one of the things that I've been focusing on pretty intently since I got back from the event um, was learning which gaps I need to fill within my company as a leader. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it was Boyd or maybe it was McManus. They talked about the, the groundskeeper or the field manager. They don't care about the equipment doing the job. They care about the end, the, the end job, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that they were using the the metaphor of they don't care about the drill. They care about the hole. Yeah. Um, and so like in reflecting back on that, I'm like, you know, that's the same with, with being a leader. And for me, a major company, we own multiple sports teams across the, across the world. Um, so like the, the whole, that end product, that should be my goal. It shouldn't be, making my drill look fancy or making yeah. my office look fancy, making my team, you know, it, it's, it's so much more than that, but what's, what's that final goal that I should be striving for? Um, because you can be the best leader in the world, but if you're not filling that gap that needs to be filled within your company, then what's your value? Um, you're just walking around saying you're a good leader. Um, so since I got back, I mean, I don't know if my, my boss has noticed too much, but I've been poking around. I've been asking questions. I've been finding these gaps and trying to see, okay, if, if I'm not the person to fill this gap, who is, how do I motivate other people to step up with me, uh, to help make this industry and my club the, the best that, that there is. Um, I guess, I mean, like I said, I can give you 10 different, 10 different things about that, that event altogether, but, I guess it, it boils down to that. I came back with this fire of what can I do that's going to make my club the best? And then how can I progress this industry? My, my little role, what can I do with that? So 
I absolutely love it. I mean, that's that that was one of the big takeaways and one of the things that, again, when you go to an event like this, like you're you're taking very important time. You missed a game, like things like that. That again, it's hard for you to get away and to be able to you know gain that from the event. That speaks volumes to what Toro did and what they were able to accomplish with it. Um, there were a lot of things outside the education, you know. Uh, the time at the testing site, the time uh, at the game, at everything. What was? Mm-hmm. What are a few of your favorite memories from the event? Even though again, it was three days, it felt like so much more. You know, uh, I came home wiped out. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I felt I, like a, felt like a week and a half out there. I agree. So, um, what were some of your favorite to- uh, memories from the event? Uh, I mean, I think I went into the event. I mean, expecting lukewarm leadership talks yeah, yeah, and then pretty high on the sales pitch because, you know, we're at Toro headquarters. They want to show us stuff. They want to sell us stuff. Um, <clears throat> walking away from it, you know, even when they were showing us stuff, it was, they weren't selling us. They were They were asking industry leaders questions about the industry itself. And then kind of like what I was alluding to earlier, like, what gap can Toro fill in the groundskeeper's day-to-day? Um, and so just having those conversations, sometimes it was product-related, sometimes it wasn't product-related. Um, and I think everybody there was saying leadership has been something that we've been begging for for a decade. And we feel like nobody has actually stepped up to do it. And to have a private company that is a you know, revenue driven company step up and say, Hey, we don't care about revenue. Let's, let's get this industry where like pointed in the right direction of where we want to go. Just those conversations were by far the best part of it. Uh, Because even in the networking, you know, we weren't at Toro, we weren't in an education setting, you know, touring the distillery, the conversations we were having was how do we, how are we, going to be better how are we going to do as an industry not as toro but as an industry how do we push this forward and how do we use things to our advantage like the upcoming world cup you know yeah so those conversations i I geek out over so i loved it and i think i think that was probably one of the coolest things and i missed part of it because i was talking with the people at the company i was that that last the toro talk you know whenever before everybody left was being open and honest about the situation, making us understand their struggles and what they're trying to accomplish for us, you know? Um, and I absolutely love how you talked about how they want, they, this was an investment for them, obviously in us, but at the same time, our feedback for whether it's equipment, what you're experiencing, things like that, that they can take then into what they're developing. Um, and I was lucky enough to talk to some product managers and everything they're doing. It's just, it's so incredible to have a company like that putting that best foot forward and i think absolutely and i think that sells tenfold to actually trying to sell something you know what i mean um yeah and again like it's it was just really cool um i think my favorite part obviously was getting to meet all of you guys you know there that list when i first read it i was like okay (laughs) there's a lot of heavy hitters there's a lot of great people good really good group (laughs) yeah for sure and one of the big things that i absolutely loved about it was 
people like you, like Travis Hogan, all of like, again, the head groundskeepers and the MLS, NFL, MLB, who were there. It didn't matter if you were at that stature or if you were at the parks and rec level, high school, whatever it was, everyone was just having honest conversations about what they have experienced, whether that's in life fields, whatever. So my question to you is what was some of your favorite, you know, networking moments when it came to meeting people? Um, I mean, I obviously had a list who was excited to meet and everybody and to get to, to talk about what they experienced watching mm -hmm. from afar on social media, whether that was again, meeting in the past for like a minute or two, like what were some of those memories or not memories moments for you that you really, that really stuck out for you when it came to, you know, networking and being able to have, again, I kind of want to like get the group back together. I asked if a man say, Hey, let's all go, you know, Toro bar. Toro's not paying for it, but let's go to the bar and see everybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> catch up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think those three days just meeting and networking with all those guys. I mean, it, it it feels like we're a family. It feels like yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. a a group, a core group that that really is involved with each other. Um, I think I, I'm not a very good networker. Um, I don't know if that was obvious at the event, but I'm an no, introvert. No. I'm I'm a groundskeeper that I like to be on the mower or the tractor by myself because I don't like people. It's our happy place. <laughs> But, you know, meeting these guys, you know, some of these guys I met for the first time and I felt like we were best friends. Um, so, like, like you said, it was such a good group. Um, but meeting people from other aspects, you know, there were plenty of, of professional sports facilities people there. But then there were um, like the, the recreational guys, the guys that do both. You know, they've got rec fields, they've got city fields, they've got professional fields. Um meeting with all these people and seeing that a lot of our issues and a lot of our concerns are all the same. Uh, it's, it's kind of like that relationship that I absolutely love. And I wish that I saw that relationship a little bit more between the sports turf guys and the golf guys. It's like, you know, we're, our end goal is the same is to provide the best quality, safest, um, you know, end results that we can with the equipment that we've been given and the time and the manpower and money and that list goes on and on. But yeah, for you know, sure. there, there really isn't a divide between all of us, even though we associate ourselves as different groups, there really is not a divide. Um, and just being friends with all those people and learning that my problems are their problems kind of makes you feel better going home. Uh, now I've, I've got a huge phone contact list of people that I could reach out to when I want to complain or just ask for advice. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Um, I mean, the, and again, I couldn't agree more when it came when it comes to like, you always, you always look forward to SFMA, you know, for like not a revitalization, but seeing everybody being able to do that. This was something new where again, like I obviously knew a lot of people that were there, but, being able to, you know, interact with new people and make new friendships, being able to, you know, talk about all the things that are going on. It just, it, it really hits home again, like you said, like a family, you know, it's, it's, it's just yeah. awesome. And it, it was what I thought was really interesting is like, I expect the list to be longer, to be honest with you, when it first came out, um, talking to Boyd and everybody. And then when it came out, I was like, this could be really interesting, you know, it wasn't a small group, but it wasn't a, like a hundred people. You know, it was a, it was right there in that point where nobody really felt left out. If that if that makes sense, you know? exactly, yeah, um, which was really cool. Um, 
some other things that were really great about the trip is that they really took care of us when it came to whether it was dinners, food and whatnot, uh, going to different play venues. I thought the Twins game was crazy. I thought we were going to go sit uh, in the nosebleeds, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> being able to walk in, like obviously there's a suite and everything. What were your experiences outside of the education, the people? What did you enjoy about the trip uh, and made it worthwhile You know, for people that, again, might be interested in doing this next year? Yeah, I loved, uh, and I told my guys this when I got back, I loved the trip to the Vikings training yeah. center. Um, networking is one thing. Networking on someone's field is another thing. Yeah. Uh, walking around, and it, it didn't even have to be with Grant or anybody like that, but, you know, just walking on grass being like, oh, I've got something like that, or I've never seen that, and having other people converse, you know, it wasn't structured whatsoever, um, like those those points. But like when we would walk from area to area and just look at, you know, how good the artificial turf was inside or the 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 two different fields outside, one that was heated and one that wasn't. And just sparking those conversations in the field mm-hmm. uh, was was something that I, I, I want more of. Uh, yeah. Like you said, the Twins game was awesome. Um, definitely did not expect to be hanging out in the suites and eating food yeah. the whole time. The so, <laughs> no complaints from me on that side. No, no complaints um, about a stocked fridge but, and you know yeah. food readily available. No biggie. And yeah, at the end of the day, we're grass people. Yeah. So you get grass people on grass and just let them talk. I mean, th- that could be a television show. Yeah, I mean, probably. Sure. I mean, well, only grass people would watch it, but I would love it. It'd, it'd be my favorite. Doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> Do a uh, you know, let's start a challenge. You ever seen the challenge of reality TV on grass? <laughs> well, there's there's something there at some point. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I, I was telling my guys, you know, the it, it it was like like what you're saying. It wasn't the educational part of it, but that networking and they took care of us. The best dinner I feel we had was at the Vikings. I didn't do facility. I, know I ate both. so I much. So curious and knowing, yeah. I ate so much food there. Uh, I, I I assume it was the same cafeteria that the players eat out of because it was so so nice and so high. I mean, it was very classy. Uh, and Flick was the management company that does all that food, I believe. And I mean, I had chicken, I had fish, I had steak, I had the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? You know, like, they probably viewed that as like on the end of this thing. You know, I'm just gonna. Yeah. It's like I think they viewed that as like an easy out. It's like, oh, we'll just eat while we're there. And it's like, well, that was that was the best meal we've had. Easy win. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll do that more often. Yeah, no, for sure. And again, I I just loved how it was all centered around again, you know, seeing a new, a new facility. You know, that's I always try to go on the seminar on wheels, um, but for some reason this was a little different than that. You know. All those seem a little rushed, you know, trying to get to different places, travel time, whatever. Yeah. This was, let's go. We have two to three hours where we, you know, yeah. we have time to tour the facility, focus on. And like you were saying, like, we're grass people. Like, I was walking across the field with Travis. He's pointing things out like this, 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 and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I thought one of the really cool things for me, and again, it wasn't a part of the event, but I went down to Kansas City after that to mm-hmm. – uh, Arrowhead and all that, see all his facilities and, you know, just being able to talk to people about their facilities and what they do and actually go, like, those are those are the things you're talking about that I think is just so awesome, you know, being able to 
stand on their grass and see what they're doing, you know? So, right. Uh, and even something as simple as looking at their shop and being like, oh, yeah, I, should or- yeah. I, I, should, I should organize my, you know, <laughs> double wall like that, you know? I did the little I things that, that can, you know? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, obviously, they're, they're going to be doing this next year uh, in Minneapolis. What would be your sort of pitch to people, you know, when it comes to applying for the Toro Grounds Leadership Academy, why they should do it, and what they should be looking forward to when it comes to being able to go to this event? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you need to invest in yourself. Um, and it's, it's such a good feeling knowing that you have major companies like Toro sitting here yelling at you saying, we want to invest in you then you had to take that step and also invest in yourself. Uh, as groundskeepers, we're not good at that. And I'll be the first to tell you, I work 80-hour weeks. I don't have to. I do it anyways because I don't take the time to invest in myself. So these times that I do actually step out of my work life and try to attend an event like this, I came out with so much more than I ever thought I would coming out of that event. Um, for me, it was almost just a break from work, <laughs> but then I left the event. It's like, wow, like I learned more in that three days than I had the past eight years of, of leading teams with, with different clubs. Um, so there's, there's many different pitches that you can make, but I think it just kind of boils down to like, you're not as good as you think you are. Go be better. <laughs> I, I love and, that. And, and there's a family that's standing and waiting for you to help make you better. So take take that jump. Shout out to Toro for making it happen. You know that's, that's absolutely. A thing, you know, um, and again, I couldn't agree with you more. It's such a special event, and for those that are interested, you should definitely take the time to invest in yourself. So, hundred uh, percent. Thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you. Absolutely. Thanks, Drew. The Toro Company is known for innovation. For example, the RealMaster 5010H improves performance and productivity. The industry's first and only real mower with a true hybrid drive system. Save up to 20% on fuel use while also lowering costs and lowering the vehicle's carbon imprint. Visit Toro's website today to learn more about this revolutionary mower and discover the power of sustainable and efficient grounds maintenance. All right, welcome back to the Toro Grounds Leadership Podcast Tour. We are here with Andrew Siegel, sports field manager at Texas Christian University. How you doing this afternoon? I'm good, Drew. Glad to be with you. I'm glad to have you. Now, uh, this is part of our sort of review of the Toro Browns Academy. Uh, it's now been a month or so uh, since that uh, event occurred. And uh, I'm excited to sort of get your take on your experience and sort of how everything went for you while you were there in Minnesota. Yeah, it was awesome. I didn't really know what to expect. Um I looked at kind of the list of who was going to be there. Um, I knew some of the names, obviously. I knew you. Um, I know I knew of Jeff, um, and mainly through my direct supervisor, uh, the director of grounds here at TCU, um, had spoken about him. I remember Jeff speaking at uh, the SFMA conference a few years back as a keynote speaker. Um, and so, you know, I knew some of the names, some of the people, um, but I didn't really know what to expect with the whole thing. Um, you know, I was like, Oh, I'm excited to go check out target field and see a twins game and, you know, kind of see what, what the Toro campus is, but I didn't really know what, what I was getting myself into. And, uh, 
you know, immediately it was great just just meeting people uh, on a smaller scale, if you will. Uh, you know, we all I feel like we when we go to a national conference or some of our conferences that are uh, local, um, you kind of get either rushed in, rushed out with the smaller conferences for like a day. With a larger one, it's just there's so much going on and there's so many people that you don't really get to network with everybody. You know, you're trying to do this, you're trying to see this vendor, you're trying to, you know, catch up with this person. You only got a, this such, such, such amount of time. Um, so this was really cool because I think it really gave us a chance to, to network with folks. Um, you know, we hadn't really ever spoken before we were there. And uh, now I feel like we've known each other for a few years because just the little bit of, of time that we're there, you're around the same people and the icebreakers that, that we had um, and the keynote speakers, just kind of getting everybody involved was awesome. Um, and kind of getting folks out of their uh, comfort zone, if you will. Um, so I was really, really stoked about that. Um, and just the, the whole leadership aspect of it, you know, kind of uh, makes us kind of look back on ourselves. What what can we do to be better? I, th- I think most of us think we're pr- probably pretty good at what we do. I'm probably pretty good with people. But just talking to other folks, I feel like we can always get something else that will make us better around our own people on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I could agree with you more on, you know, just on the front of the fact that, again, we are able to sit and just talk, you know, and, and I love how you bring up the size, you know, because that's that's something that I was I wasn't shocked by, but I didn't realize it would be that small. You know, like when we got the list in the email, I was like, oh, I was expecting like 100 or, you know, 150, like right. the 40. And it was really cool was the fact that we were all from different sort of areas of things. Yes. And I think that I think that lent a hand to really just great conversation what were some of the conversations that you really enjoyed when we were there whether that was in talks or whether that was just meeting certain people what were some of your your sort of highlight moments of those kind of conversations for you you know i really just enjoyed seeing people's different folks background and how we all kind of ended up doing uh, close to the same thing um you know some folks knew this is what they wanted to do for a long time um, some folks, you know, like son went to school to be an educator and ended up in this industry. Uh, I went to school knowing where I wanted to go to school, but having no clue what I actually wanted to do with my life. Um, and so just kind of seeing how we all ended up everywhere, um, was really neat. Um, I really enjoyed some of the kind of the one-on-one of where, uh, where the industry is, not just on the sports turf side, but coming from the Toro folks on their challenges and what they've dealt with. That was really something that hit home with me Um, because all of us, you know, we all want something new, brand new, shiny. And when we have the money to buy it, we need it now because our budget's been approved this year. Well, sometimes it can't get here that quick because they have their own, you know, set of issues. And it's like, well, why, why, why? So seeing that and being able to to turn that back around to my admin will help. Um, I really enjoyed... uh, just meeting folks and talking about different areas. So not only were, were we from all parts of the country and even into Canada, um, we're all kind of all ends of the spectrum to where, you know, I'm in collegiate athletics. We had folks in professional athletics, whether it be, uh, you know, professional football, professional soccer, or parks and rec um, type city, city thing. Uh, uh, folks that work for a city municipalities, um, folks that have to work with unions and some of us that don't. Um, I enjoyed the, the conversation about sustainability and where that's going um, to where some areas are way more um, 
into advancing that area of their fleet than some others are um, and seeing how that might affect us down the line. Um, so there was just a whole rash of just different conversations that happened that were just really fun and, and intriguing to learn about uh, what other folks deal with that maybe we don't necessarily have to deal with. And I think that's just, I think that's all encompassing of this event, really, what you just said, you know, and I think it's, it hits home where, you know, one of the big things that I think Toro did a phenomenal job of was sort of taking a backseat to everything, like not the company itself, but like pushing equipment, pushing things that again, like you expect of an event like this, right? You're expecting like, right. hey, buy this, buy that, buy that. And they, they were like, nope, we're not even going to talk about that. And right. it's not like we didn't get to see some really incredible Toro things. It's just focusing in on the person and the people and the impact right. that has. I think it was what made the event so special. Absolutely. Um, it, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, say, go ahead. It, it just, it seemed like more of a, Toro was just kind of there as a sponsor and uh, um, a mediator of uh an event to help people become better um uh, and and really like you said they just kind of there was it wasn't a, a toro company uh push of products or anything uh it was more about people and yeah, i think that's people. incredible because that's something that we try to highlight and we try to do in this industry but i really don't think we do a great job of you know right um People always talk about sort of this podcast and everything. The reason I continued to do it was because I want to highlight things like this and highlight people, you know, that are going to have the impact on our industry and going to have incredible, incredible strides for all of us. And I think that events like this is where we really start to sort of understand that significance and something that I think that, uh, I mean, you and I had a great conversation about, you know, the youth and where we're going and, how to sort of work with them and all that. Like there are so many different concepts that were covered that are not usually sort of anyone's wheelhouse when it comes to national conference or anything like that. What were some of the things that you really enjoyed when it came to the content itself? You know, so you talked about sustainability that was really cool. Um, But you know, like when it comes to the panels, what did you enjoy about the panel uh, sort of setup? Because we did have a lot of panels and I was on those panels for like probably like, seven or eight panels is a lot usually right what was sort of your thoughts on that setup for the event you know there was a couple that that really stood out to me um i couldn't wait when i got back um i know a lot of people took the red that friday off and 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 went back to work the fall monday and i came back to work that that next friday when i was ready to go and i went and talked to folks about how we you know how we can market ourselves um in ways that we can help our ourselves and so I went and, and told some folks, I said, hey, it's something as simple as taking a picture and writing a thank you note um, for a piece of equipment and, and make the person that's approving, um, that's part of, of, of us getting something, uh, make them have a stake in it. You know, they are a part of this team. Um, let them know that they are a stakeholder. Um, talking about our stakeholders um, and, and our clients and, and who all those people entail um, and how we can brand ourselves so that way we can put ourselves out there and they can, uh, you know, see who we are, what we do. Um, and it'll kind of help everything kind of come full circle. Um, the marketing aspect, um, what was, was really neat. I enjoyed that. Um, not so much marketing, like I said, not so much marketing other stuff, but marketing ourselves, selling ourselves, selling what we do. So that way 
people don't just think we're the, the people that turn on the sprinklers and fling fertilizer and mow grass. They yeah. know that we that we have a stake in what we're doing, that we really care about our clients, um, you know, our stakeholders that are the, not only the athletes and the coaches that use our facility, but any other fans and parents and administrators that see um, and, and are invested in what we're doing. Um, I enjoyed uh, the panels discussing um, just leadership in general and how we can better suit ourselves for our employees um, and bring them up a level um, was really, I don't say eye-opening, but there was different methods that were eye-opening. Um, you know, just uh, ways to reward your employees for a job well done and, and not, not necessarily even when they go above and beyond, but just making sure that they feel appreciated for the day in and day out and that the, what they do is not forgotten. And I, the thing about that is just, it's so true, you know, because the, the fact that we don't put an emphasis on leadership when it comes to not conferences specifically, but like having those conversations, you know, uh, you brought up the sort of marketing yourself, you know, Josh's presentation was incredible, you know, talking about brand and talking about like who you are and how we can make ourselves more, you know, um, you know, at the forefront of things, you know, I think you do an incredible job. Obviously, you know, you're involved with your athletes. Uh, I know baseball, uh, there's a big, uh, you know, connection between you and that team. What did, what was some of the sort of the takeaways that you sort of saw that you're already doing in your work, but at the same time, come back and sort of say, you know what, I'm going to use this moving forward. I think this will be great. Uh, or maybe some of those connections you made that you've been able to talk to and sort of discuss what we went over when we were there in Minnesota. You know, there was, there's a few, just a few takeaways. It's just little, I feel like little things throughout our day, um, finding an, an investment in, um, in our people, in their life, you know? Um, I, and I, I feel like I've been more conscious of, not just hey, good morning. How are you today? How's everything going? How's your weekend? But how is your wife? How are the kids? Are you ready for the first day of school? You know, do you need to take off to take them for the first day of school? Um, you know, what are you doing for a vacation? You should take a vacation. Little stuff like that. Um, I, I've become more self-aware of um, because I know for myself, I don't live to work. Uh, I love what I do. Um, but, you know, a lot of people will say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I don't, I don't always agree with that because work is still work. Um, you know, if, if I had all the money in the world and, and, and everything at my disposal, I, I still, I wouldn't come to work. I would, mm -hmm. I would be with my family. I'd, you know, find fun stuff to do with my family, stuff of that nature. And so I know that my employees and our team members are in the same boat. They don't, they work so they can live. They don't live to work. So I try to make it as fun as possible and then really invest in them. Um, invest my time, whether it just be a five minute conversation with them or, uh, you know, a 20 minute sit down of what's your future. You've talked about wanting to come back to school and, you know, you can get a tuition free education working here. What is it going to take? What do you need from me to make that happen? Because I don't necessarily want you to work here for the rest of your life if there's something else that you'd rather be doing. So what can, what can I do to help you um, better yourself? 
So little things like that, just on a daily basis, I feel like I've improved upon and can still get better. Cause I feel like we can always get better. Yeah. And I love that because there's always, you know, there's always room to where you can grow. And I think, I think a lot of things come from, uh, from the specific event itself, like we were able to sort of evaluate that through our conversations, you know, and I think there are not a lot of people and not a lot of events that can do that, you know, where we can take a moment to hear someone else's story and be like, wait a second, you know, I've learned from sort of the same situation, but what he's saying, I didn't even take into account, you know, right. Um, what has been sort of your, you know, when it comes to relationship with Toro and the equipment that you use, what are some of the things that you've been able to, you know, accomplish in your career because of Toro and how has that had an impact on you? I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question. Um, you know, we've, I, I feel like I discussed this when I was there, uh, you know, tour, the Toro company, the Toro brand's always been around since I was a kid. Um, you know, not having a clue that I was going to end up in this industry. You know, our first lawnmower as a kid was a Toro, uh, self-propelled 21 inch deck mower. That was, <laughs> it was my dad's pride and joy, but you know, my dad, when I grew up, we went to work in an office and wore a shirt and tie and Sundays were his day that he did the yard. And, and that was like his, his baby. Um, and so that's always kind of stuck with me. And so as I progressed throughout my career, um, uh, when it began, you know, we generally had Toro equipment where I was at. And that's kind of what I learned on, excuse me, my hit my light. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of how I, how I learned what I learned on everything. And some folks will have other things that they learn on other pieces of equipment. And that's not to say everything's red, but that's what I learned on. And then you quickly kind of learn it's the, it's the industry standard. Uh, and as, as I've gotten to where I'm at at TCU, just seeing what we have, it definitely has made our, jobs easier um to know that we have good reliable pieces of equipment i mean that's not to say nothing ever goes wrong i mean any piece of equipment's going to wear down there, it's gonna there are people who don't know how to operate they find there a way are, <laughs> there are people that do not know how to operate there are people that don't know how to repair things yep. like me not a mechanic um but i'm grateful for the folks that we have in our distributor that's so uh so anxious to help us also um and so, I mean, we've got, you know, 15 to 20 year old units that we can use, um, maybe not every day as like on a cutting unit, but it could be our verticut union. It yeah. can, it's reliable, you know, Hey, we can get out there and we can do our job and we can put the best product out there for our athletes that we need to. Mm -hmm. And that's incredible. It's always something that when you talk about a brand, I think one of the cool things that we got to sort of see you know obviously growing up like, like you said like it's always been something you can count on it is sort of their slogan and everything but like right. meeting the people behind it and being able to connect with them and to see their culture of like a, a company yeah you understand why now right absolutely and i think that's just something really cool you know and it, it was there's even you know it's so great we didn't even get to necessarily see the irrigation side you know jay was there uh but we really, you know, most of it was the equipment side of things, but the irrigation side's been incredibly helpful. You know, we've got the, now the fact that I can just run zones from my cell phone whenever I want to, whether I'm on a spray rig and I'm turning on heads behind me to water something in, or if, uh, you know, I'm across campus and, Hey, we've got a hot spot here. Can you kick this on for us? Or I'm at the house and I want to just turn something on or, Hey, we've got a recruiting event. We forgot to tell you about, 
we need to be able to turn this off real quick. And if I don't want somebody to have a key to the a box, I can just flip up my phone and turn off. Just the technology has gotten so great. It, it makes my life a lot easier. Now, a lot of things, have, a lot of people have sort of learned about the event and what we did and the different people that were talking and whatnot. Uh, we got to do a lot of really cool things. Yep. What were some of the things that you enjoyed, whether it was the game at uh, Target Field? And I also, like I've said this before, like, I didn't realize we were going to be in a suite or anything. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I thought we were going to be like, mid-level seats, you know, having Absolutely. a good time. Um, yeah. Even to, like, you know, the Vikings facility and all that. What were some of the highlights for you when it came to those things? You know, I love peeking my head. And, and I, people joke. I like peeking my head in other people's shops to see just kind of what they've got and kind of not necessarily what they have or how they keep it, but um, little tweaks to things that folks have done. Um, so much something as simple as, you know, they've got a, a PVC pipe on their uh, their line lasers that they can put their uh, wands and guns in. So when they're painting and they're not dripping, I'm like, and we're used to just putting it on the top and pushing it and hope we don't drop it. And I'm like, something simple like that. It's like, why have we never thought of this before? <laughs> uh, you know, little well, stuff no like that. Telling this. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, and just, just simple stuff like that was just fun to see. Um, you know, uh, I liked, I liked seeing the, uh, obviously the R and D side. I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about, but just seeing their, their R and D and seeing how much goes into it. Um, I would almost loop that into it as an event. Um, and thinking, okay, now I, I get it now. I get why things, obviously parts and, and labor and and production are expensive, but the R&D side, I, I get it now. And I get why you're a um, a leader in this industry and why things are getting better because I can see everything that's going into it. Um, I enjoyed uh, just kind of seeing their test site. Uh, what was it? Apple, uh, oh, I think... Uh, <laughs> it's like apple wood, apple cider, apple apples, apple cider, apple cider. Um, and then you know, listening to Doctor Straw, you know, talk about kind of innovation in the industry and as we go, um, and kind of where things are going, and then walking out and seeing how you know their test site and how their innovation, their innovation and stuff that's coming um, was super neat, um, and how they test it and how how it's used and what they do. Um, it's pretty eye opening. It was pretty neat. The oh, highlight was uh, watching Jeff McManus and uh, Sean Ravens <laughs> playing with the buggy. And <laughs> That's the awesome. Dingo. They were just like, fill me up, Jeff. <laughs> Still a funny That's awesome. thing. I didn't get on it. I don't want to make a goof out of myself. No, no. I got on the uh, grandstand, the lightning grandstand, and yep. they turned the torque all the way up, and I hit forward, and, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so I just went, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's awesome. Hmm, maybe we shouldn't turn that all the way up there. Because, like, I mean, I'm pretty good with it, but I nearly crashed it. I'm going to be honest with you. That's funny. Yeah, good times, good times. <laughs> um. I do want to wrap up on this for those that are interested in this event for next year that might want to apply. What would sort of be your idea and your pitch behind like, Hey, this is something that you probably want to look into. And why would that be? You know, you know, I even told, I told my boss that I think it's something that he should look into um, just because I feel like it's, it's not just an investment in ourselves, but it's an investment in our time. It's an investment in our people. Um, cause when we invest in ourselves, we'll invest in our, in our people. 
And therefore, we will make our program better as a whole, even if it's just a little bit. Um, you know, as, as humans, you know, we can put all this knowledge in our head and then we end up forgetting some of it, and lose some of it if it's not something that we practice every day. So even if it's just a little bit, I think somebody, anybody can make their, their production better um, by, by, by doing this. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a large investment of time. I think it, what was it? It was what three nights, four days, something like that. Um, it was a decent amount of time, but at no point in time did I ever think that I was bored. That was, did I ever sit there and say, Oh, I can't wait till the speaker's done. Or, Oh, is it time to eat yet? I mean, I was engaged and it was awesome the entire time, which I, if you would have told me ahead of time, I would have said no chance. I was like, cause I can easily lose interest. Um, it's tough for me to sit inside and, and kind of listen to people talk and take notes. I don't know how I made it through five years of college. Note that it took me five years to get through it. Um, because looking back, I'm like, man, I can't even do it now. If I'm sitting at my desk for more than an hour, I'm like, I, I, I got to get out of here. I got to get outside and do something. Um, and yet it was so engaging that at no point in time, did I ever say, man, I'm ready to get out of here and go outside. Um, and just that content, I think will really help people become a better leader um, for their crew and for those around them and for their uh, organization. Well, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. That was incredible. Uh, and again, I couldn't agree with you more uh, on the fact that nobody, not, nobody fell asleep. That was my big thing. I was like, All right. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for heads to fall down a little bit. No one ever did. And I think that, that speaks volumes to what the event is. So it's definitely something if you're interested in, it's worth your time. Uh, and it's a nice place. You know, it's not, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not going somewhere where it's like, you know what, maybe this isn't the best idea. It's, it's a gorgeous Absolutely. facility. Everything they did was first class. So definitely something you guys should check out. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Drew, thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, of course. Baseball season is upon us. Toro's Field Pro 6040 was created with ball fields in mind. The Field Pro's multi-tool system allows four tools to be carried at once, significantly reducing the time required preparing infields. Scarifying, grading, and dragging can now be completed in a single pass, saving you time and effort. Visit Toro's website today to learn more about the Field Pro's 6040.